so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. This is Ho Ho Hong Kong. I am Andy Curtin. I'm sitting next to Muhammad Magdi. Muhammad Magdi is back. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, the standard call sign on the front. Um, <laughs> I, uh, if you want to find me online, at Andy Curtin on Instagram, Facebook, all of that. How do we find you? The other Muhammad on Instagram, Muhammad Magdi on Facebook and Twitter, and the other Muhammad on Patreon. Well, we've got our own Ho Ho Hong Kong That's Patreon true. is up now. We've got bonus content every week. So if you want to check it out, just go to patreon.com Ho Ho Pod. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. This week's one was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to All this All the stuff one. we can't put on the, on, the, <laughs> on the public sphere. Yeah. Um, now, today's guest, we've got author Nuri Vitachi. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, this is Nuri. I've been dragged into a strange cellar. Into a dungeon? By two very <laughs> odd-looking people. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so, yeah. Call the police if I don't appear tomorrow morning, right? That's a great segue, actually, yeah. because I want to say a massive thank you to Aftermath for hosting this. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it is, uh, and Kyle for letting us in. This is this is a great space. Yeah, great live music, great comedy. It's uh, the, and a good the, bar as well. Yeah, the bar staff is friendly. Come there's check a lot it out, Wyndham Street. It's a really good place to hang out. Yeah, and there's no windows, so if you do want to imprison somebody, so <laughs> who needs yeah. windows? I think are overrated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who needs windows? So you don't need bars if you don't have windows, you right? You don't need to see the outside world when you when you're making a mess of yourself or listening to a good show. That's right. So uh, I don't know. Depending on which side you're on, uh, police, you could use this to lock up the. There uh, are cassette the players that don't work though, so that's something. Right oh, really? here behind Cassette you. Player? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, wow. that thing looks older than you. <laughs> Are you looking at me or him? No, no, <laughs> the, the stereo. <laughs> I get cross-eyed sometimes. Um, so why don't we start with uh, your Hong Kong history? How, when did you first come to the city? Uh, my, my father lived here uh, years and years ago, so we've always had, had a family connection here. But uh, That was the, before you moved here? Before I moved here. And then the, my... Um, but uh, basically, to cut a long story short, I got married, came here on honeymoon, fell in love with this place, and never left. So this is uh, that was in the eighties. So um, this is the fourth decade of our honeymoon. Wow! And in and fact, we never went back and collected our wedding presents, so they're still <laughs> waiting for us. Uh, Where's your hometown? Uh, I was born in Colombo, Sri Lanka. Um, uh, my wife is from UK. Wow! Yeah. And so, did you come here from the UK? Uh, we decided to, to circle the world for a honeymoon, backpacking, as crazy young people do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we set up from the UK. We, we, got, we went through Asia. So uh, actually flew here from Sri Lanka. Man, uh, in the 80s as well. Yeah. Where oh, did you go? Great. Yeah. Um, mostly we did, we did India, Sri Lanka, and then we were going to do Hong Kong for a couple of weeks, Australia, Pacific, America, and then back. But we just got stopped halfway. Mm. Your foot stuck in the mud. Yeah, that's right. And happy to have done so. I, I <laughs> listened to you somewhere saying that during that time you were you stayed at Chunking Mansions in the eighties. I did. Yes, yeah. How there. how was that? In compa- have you been recently? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how yes. often do you go to Chunking? Yeah. Mansion? <laughs> and how how was it in comparison to today's Chunking Mansion? Was it worse? Uh, yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a frequent question on the podcast. Yeah, it, it the is. It is. <laughs> yeah, because people say it got cleaned up. 
Yeah. And it doesn't look like it's been cleaned up. Uh, also, how how broke were you to stay at Chunking Mansion <laughs> for your honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were very And proud. how mad yeah. was your wife at you for making her stay at Chunking did you, Mansion? Did you, did you get the little uh, the swan towel on the bed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no towels on the bed where we were staying. It was yeah. like... If, if, no, rose, was, no rose paddles? <laughs> I would say that uh, we... Um, uh, you know, we arrived in Hong Kong with $9 in our pocket. And today, I owe HSBC $5.5 million. Wow. I made it. <laughs> yeah, you've done it. <laughs> nice. That's how logic works these yeah. days. Yeah, that yeah. definitely sounds like uh, an improvement. I owe big. I made it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how finance works. It's, uh, it's crazy, but, well, it functions, doesn't it? <laughs> what was it that grabbed you about the city? Do you remember? Do you, do you, do you have a vivid memory of that trip? Yeah, oh yeah, d- uh, definitely. I mean, it's just a, it's just a wonderful city. The people are amazing. The food is fantastic. It's up all night every night. You know, it's uh, uh, was it's it like spirit. that then? Because it's got such a reputation. You know, pre the last yeah. year and a half for being a party city. Yeah, yeah. Was it like that then? It's a, it is a party city, but in a sort of quiet way. I mean, the people here are quite calm and gentle. Mm. And like there's, there, it's like a democracy without the crime, is uh, how somebody said it. Uh, and t- technically, it's not a democracy, but it feels more like a democracy than most democracies. And mm. yet, there's, the crime is missing. So, um, I mean, to give you an example, once we had the kids, I mean, my, my daughter, teenage Pretty teenage girl, tiny, used to go out jogging at midnight. That was mm. her Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Shanghai was and like was that fine. as well, you know. Yeah, we always used to see. Wonderful. Like, go, yeah. I when remember you live around here for a very long time, you forget that it can be dangerous well, outside you, of... When you go back, like, yeah. I remember walking through the Melbourne CBD, which is not a particularly safe place at night on the weekends, and I remember feeling, like, I was like, oh, there's a group of guys behind me like i was suddenly aware of my <laughs> setting a little yeah, bit and i was yeah, like yeah. man i haven't had to think about this yeah, in a really yeah, long you, time you let your guard down when or, you live here for a long whereas time like it's very yeah. safe shanghai yeah. my wife would be like oh i'm gonna walk home you know down that alley I'm like you yeah, can, I'm gonna, yeah you can leave be, a key out you know <laughs> i think it's one of the very few places in the world where you can be like a female like party drunk at like 4 a.m <laughs> and walk home and not worry about your your safety at all Oh, yeah, I come from the Middle East where even men after like 10 p.m. You got to look around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, let's hope Hong Kong never loses that magic. Uh, safety, yeah. 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 I, mean, I think Asia and uh, there are some, some countries that are a little less safe, but in general, I mean, yeah. Japan is very safe. Singapore, Singapore is very safe. Yeah. Korea, Korea is very yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. Malaysia, not so much. I think, yeah. Malaysia, <laughs> <so> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You live in parts. both countries, Singapore and Malaysia, yeah, when yeah. you were young. Yes. Mm. Well, I'm so old that in those days they were one country. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were oh, called Malaya. Malaya, and Singapore was like huh. the main city in Malaya. Our Singaporean yes. fans chain, are not going to like that. Wait, but, <laughs> but, the ch- but wasn't it pretty brief, actually? They yeah, yeah. united and then separated within a year or something, wasn't it? Uh, it was, or was it a short no, period no, no. of time? Um, no, uh, Singapore was part of Malaya for years, and then there was like an independence movement yeah. that, that uh, separated it. But, but it was Lee Kuan Yew did both, right? Like he was there for the unification yeah, yeah. and the separation. I well, think I remember there's some quote where yeah, he was yeah. like, uh, "Yeah, Lee Kuan Yew is a, f- a funny guy. Funny guy. He's uh, um, well. That, that's that's another story. But uh, that's yeah, a my family's hole. got uh, got a got a connection with him. Sure. But, uh, oh, no, really? There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you know, one of my first interviews in, uh, or my first sort of press moments in the press spotlight uh, was when Lee Kuan Yew came here about uh, maybe 20, 30 years ago. And I was at a press conference and uh, uh, he was very angry with me. And I couldn't work out why. Um, and the organizer of the press conference said, said later that uh, oh, Lee Kuan Yew says you've been following him and uh, harassing him for 30 years. And I was in my oh. 20s at the time. So, <laughs> okay, this doesn't work. And what he'd done it, he'd remembered an article that my father had written about him 30 years ago. Do you wow. have the same name as your dad? Same name, same right. bald head. There you go. <laughs> same See, actually, you thought you were the same person. Yeah. Okay, so I've been wow. following him for he's 30 like, years. He's yeah. like, you've been following him You look great. So, so... Journalism runs in the family, I think is uh, the yes. message there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my father was one of the first uh, investigative reporters in, uh, in Asia. And mm. uh, yeah, it, it's funny, he went on tour with a guy called uh, Harry Evans. Um, and Harry Evans kind of was the founder of investigative journalism in, in the UK, uh, editor of the Sunday Times, uh, he became. So uh, this little group of investigative journalists way back in the, in the 50s and 60s uh, uh, started the whole trend um, around the world. Uh, mm. It's a pretty amazing uh, uh, thing they did. And is your dad still around now? No, no, no. He passed away many years ago. Oh, I'm sorry mm. to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But he obviously passed on a passion for writing. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. And, um, and, and Harry Evans, uh, he, he died quite recently, actually. He was very old. But his wife was Tina Brown, editor of Vanity Fair yeah. and, uh, and so on. So they're a kind of like journalistic royalty, uh, that, that little group of, uh, of journalists from, uh, from all those years ago. And so when you first came here, was that what you started doing? Uh, yes. I was, uh, what, what year exactly were yeah, we talking about? 80, 87. 87. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I worked for a magazine for a little while. Then I started uh, working for the South China Morning Post. I wrote mm. a daily gossip column huh. called uh, Lysi. And uh, that's what really uh, uh, made me as a journalist. Because as a daily gossip columnist, you get to know everybody. Was it like about like pop culture, just celebrities yeah. and so on? Uh, it was on the business pages. Okay. So it was technically about business deals. But mm. uh, I soon realized that you know Hong Kong is a business city. Mm. So uh, I also realized that yeah. the businessmen <laughs> know way more about what's going on than the reporters. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so I, so I quit the FCC mm. and joined the Hong Kong Country Club. So I thought, mm. okay, this is where I get the stories. That's where the scoop comes from. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there any stories back then that were sticking in your mind when you think about that time? Well, it, it's funny. We were always in trouble because uh, uh, in those days we were criticizing China a lot. Mm. And the people who ran this place, mostly British, were nervous about that. So, um, you know, I... I, they kept trying to shut me up. And uh, I always say, you know, it was much more dangerous for journalists in the British era mm. than it is in the Chinese era. And people are surprised by that. But I got sacked multiple times uh, for writing the truth in the British era. What know? kind of things did they not want to say or hear? Uh, they believed that the Chinese had no sense of humor and any sort of uh, criticism was dangerous because it would cause the advertising to stop and the uh, the Chinese business people to, to get angry with us. Mm. Um, Which, if you think about losing face, can be an issue, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm. I worked a lot with a, a cartoonist called Larry Fain, who, uh, who did a column, co uh, uh, a cartoon strip called Lily Wong. And I did this Lycee column. And sometimes we collaborated. Um, and... Uh, so we were always in trouble, 
Uh, but uh, at one stage, we were number one, through one, two, and four on the Hong Kong bestseller list with our cartoon books and funny books. Uh, so uh, it didn't make us rich people, <laughs> but uh, it was nice that that sort of um, free press was, uh, was celebrated here. And you got that kind of recognition as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you feel, where was the criticism of China coming from? Did you feel it was necessary or were you just trying to say something different or was it just par for the course in, in commenting on, you know, the city? Hmm. No, well, the thing is that <clears throat> Hong Kong was already evolving from a very westernized city uh, to a more uh, to more of a world city where the, not everything was seen through a western lens. Right. So those changes were quite interesting. And the changes, of course, are still going on. And, it, you know, we're in a transition period. And what do you do in a transition period? You transition. Right. right? But uh, a lot of people don't see this. And uh, they think we have to stay western until the last moment and mm. then we cry and weep and throw ourselves into the sea but it doesn't work like that so your your book that's come out about the hong kong protests the other yeah. side of the story is not critical of the government would is that fair uh, oh no i'm critical of the government a government completely useless like i mean <laughs> they, they kept saying they kept saying um there are foreign powers involved with this, but they said it in such a robotic way right. that it sounded like a lie. And in fact, it was the truth. But yeah. they were just completely hopeless at any kind of PR. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to dive into that can of worms just yet, but just moving back, if, if we could take that as like a flag point where whilst I, you might have some criticism of the government, is it a different perspective from what you had in, say, the 2000s? Uh, yeah. Did your, how did your perspective change? Yeah. I guess is what I'm getting at. Right, right. Yeah. It changed in that the, uh, you know, journalists t tend to uh, to fight for the underdog. Right. And uh, so in those days... Ah, uh, yes, China, that, that underdog. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That small, little, weak underdog. But mm. the underdog here in Hong Kong, certainly last year was the average Hong Kong parent, the mother. So I was getting all these calls and emails and messages from mothers mm. saying, my kid is being told ridiculous things. Can you please help sort right, this cool. out? So, so do you think that the, that protest was when your perspective changed? Um, yeah, I, I actually marked with the protesters for 30 years. Um, <clears throat> You know, every year I was out there, I was rounding up people. My they have a rich history of protesting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My family were uh, uh, would laugh at me and say, "Dad, just go by yourself. Don't want to go this time." Huh. Uh, so. What was your What was your opinion on it, though? Did you think mm. that that there was a China was coming in, and you you wanted to stake out where the rules were that certain things shouldn't change, or how did yeah. what? what because the kind of things you might have been protesting about, I'm guessing, like the yeah. curriculum changing in schools, yeah, that was a yeah. huge protest. W were you involved uh, in that? Uh, I, I just automatically went to every protest. As yeah, okay, a, as, right. a, as a, okay, as a good underdog defender. Just but as a, did you <laughs> a civic duty or yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a duty certainly. Um, but uh, it was when I started to realise just how, I mean, um, just how much. Uh, involvement there was from from uh, outsiders who are who don't have Hong Kong's uh, welfare in mind, and who are basically very very anti-democratic. That's kind of what worried me. So that was the turning point. Is that what yeah, changed yeah. your perspective? That's mm -hmm. super you interesting. You figured that out through your work as a journalist, or just through being in the protests. Yeah. 
Uh, it was, uh, do you remember the Umbrella Movement sure. of 2014? Yeah, 14. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I was so enthusiastic about that. I thought, wow, this is great. It's so peaceful. It's so calm. Right. It's a nice atmosphere. And I wrote these uh, editorials for the New York Times. Uh, yeah, right. sorry. It's, it's praising yeah. praising yeah. it. Okay. Uh, and I started to get uncomfortable and I realized, wait a minute. There's something weird going on here. And I realized it was branding. It was brand, the, the, there was a branding push behind the scenes that was, uh, had certain keywords, democracy, freedom, struggle. Uh, we are the good guys. Mm. And the other side was being branded, the parent side, if you like, was being right. branded as evil, dictatorial. And I thought, can't imagine minute. where that would come from. <laughs> I've read that somewhere. Mm. And uh, that's when I realized that uh, there were these professional revolution consultants. Right. They were using the book. They were using the revolution consultants. Book. Yeah. They were very active in Egypt. Yeah, I was actually about to refer to that. <laughs> like, there is, there is a similar trend, similar, th- like, school of thought about the Arab Spring as well. It's exactly the same. And but even in the U.S. now. And even know? in the U.S. now, that's right. And beyond that, there is also but the narrative behind the, the, what the government does and the people who support them is exactly the same as well because it's the first thing you do is you point fingers at outside fingers, literally. And you go like, oh, it's all like, you know, it's, it's all the, the Mossad. Or the, yeah. Like, um, obviously, every country has the other. that <laughs> you can, And for us, it's the Mossad always. It's the easiest <laughs> thing to blame. <laughs> it's always... A, but the crazy part is that Egypt is the first country that has diplomatic relations with Israel officially for like more than 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even make sense if you think about it logically yeah. that the Mossad is yeah, in yeah. like against the interest of the country. Yeah. And yet still people just believe that it's always the Mossad because it's the official narrative and it's just easy to just yeah, go yeah. along with it. So was it in the so it's in the umbrella revolution you start to have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is interesting though that you had an issue with the term democracy when the specific thing that they were protesting for yeah. was the right to vote. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. by its definition, you know, yeah. the, a democratic protest. Yeah. Well, except except I, I found out by talking to people later that it wasn't. It wasn't because because uh, Hong Kong introduced a system of universal suffrage, which they've been negotiating for literally for years and years, for yeah. a decade, mm-hmm. uh, in 2013. And it was kind of electoral college model, which had, which you could, uh, you know, you had to have your candidates vetted. Mm. And we were all very much against this, saying this is, out- this is an outrage. But in fact, the Hong Kong people, the adults, should we say, mm. um, were not against it. And in fact, you know, more than 50% said, we should go ahead with this. This is actually the best way, the only way that China will allow democracy. And even the, all the political parties agreed, including the Democratic Party. They said, we should go ahead with this. And then there was a big fight within the Democratic Party, uh, led by a guy called Ted Hoy who, of course, is very much in the news at the moment. And mm. he said, um, no, we must fight this. We must uh, only Western liberal democracy uh, model can work. In fact, if you look at it back at it now, uh, if you, uh, a lot of very, very pro-democracy academics and scholars mm. say that was Hong Kong's massive mistake because that would have introduced universal suffrage to Hong Kong. And the mistake was... Uh, not listening to the wise people, to the people of Hong Kong, to the to the pro-China parties and to the Democratic Party, all of whom said the same thing, which is, this is good. We should take this step. 
It was a small cluster within the Democratic Party that this complained about it. What is the step, though? <clears throat> the step was to allow universal suffrage, but to have an electrical, electoral college or committee mm. to, so, so to be the Demo- you're saying the Democratic Party, they, they wanted the vetting process. No, they, they agreed that this was uh, a good step and they would uh, be in favor but of it. But within the Democratic Party, there was a smaller cluster that was against it. Correct. Correct. I, 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 I'm certainly not an expert like you, but... Uh, Pretty sure the Umbrella Revolution was specifically against the vetting process. Yes, right. It was. Yeah, it was. And uh, uh, yes, and I was, and I wrote articles against. I, I did a nice viral meme uh, mm. saying, uh, "What did that have?" Uh, calling the vet- the vetting committee, um, "Choose your own puppet." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I was definitely on the side of of Ted Hoy and the protest, uh, the, uh, the the anti then. So 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 it was it was. Post the Umbrella Revolution, you looked back at the Umbrella Revolution and decided that you were wrong about that? Yeah, and the average Hong Kong adult was right. And we uh, westernized uh, uh, people who uh, tended to follow the, 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 the stirrers uh, got it wrong. How did that shift happen? Like yeah. just the realization, just introspective work? Like did you just reflect on the yeah. time or did you have more information that led you to believe that you were wrong at the time? Yeah, it's talking to old Hong Kongers actually. So um, so they said, look at what China has actually said about the vetting. And you know, it was hilarious what they actually said. Mm. You know what the actual statement was? Uh, persons chosen must love Hong Kong and must love China. That was the vetting process. That's it? That's no, it. I mean, no. the vetting <laughs> process, that's not the vetting process. The vetting process yeah. was to only allow candidates that were pro-Beijing. No, it wasn't. It was, those were the words used. And Sure, but look at the outcome, though. I mean, if yeah. you take, just yeah. fast forward a little bit, yeah. when the protesters clearly understood what was being yeah. executed, yeah, and yeah. have a look at now, mm. when you have zero pro-democracy candidates yeah. now, yeah. lawmakers uh, in office... It doesn't sort of stand up that they were for it. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, yeah, I mean, you've lived in China. You know of Chinese code, right? So what the parents told me was, look at that sentence and work out what it means. From Take off your Western glasses, put on your Chinese glasses. Right. Yeah. And love Hong Kong and love China means one thing only. You can it, only do what the Communist no, Party wants. No, it means no separatists. No separatists. That's the only thing it means. Anybody sure. except a separatist. But not all pro-democratic, uh, you know, lawmakers were, are separatists. Exactly. That's the point. Martin Lee said, "I am not a separatist." Uh, Anson Chan, "I am mm. not a separatist." All of them said they were pro-China and not separatists. The only separatists at that time, the people who were would be banned by the committee, mm. it was not the Democratic Party. It was not, it was um, tiny little groups of literally five or six people who were pro-independence then. Literally tiny. Those are the only people banned. It does seem Well, like not now. Now everybody's out. <laughs> All the Democratic lawmakers are out. Well, they've resigned, but yeah. Well, yeah, but, were, but why would they resign? Yeah. I mean, the only reason they would resign is because they've come to the realization that they are just endorsing a system that they have no influence. They also resigned in protest. They were, they knew that they're... they're their job is worthless right now and you're forced basically do you think that the 
introduction of Xi Jinping as a president has changed the dyna- dynamic or the approach to Hong Kong? Um, well, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a whole big uh, issue in itself. Sure. But, um, uh, no, the thing is that what, what I found over the last couple of years is that uh, Xi Jinping's people here are not interfering in the way that people think they are. In fact, they're the the local uh, Chinese the CCP officials seem to be completely useless. I mean, I, I've never been in, I've never been approached by them, mm. uh, but a friend of mine was, and he said, "Oh, they're hopeless." So they're, why, they're why, just why completely so? uh, caught on the hop. They don't know what to do. Right. All they do is put out the same statement again and again. So they again. just want to keep their jobs, basically, and just doing whatever whatever works. Yeah, which is saying, well, we do not like the foreign meddling. Right, That's yeah, all yeah. they do every single day. And it's just like annoying and irritating. But they're not wrong. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, as, as Mo kind of tapped into, I think the foreign meddling... And this was a big part of your book as well, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the CIA were involved. Can, can you speak to that a little bit and maybe give uh, people yeah. a taste of what the book has? Yeah, sure. So uh, in 1986, the, uh, the, the CIA decided to remodel their work in Asia. And uh, they, they decided that people were onto them. So they set up these groups like the NED, National, uh, National Endowment for Democracy, the NDI, and so on. They set up various groups that would sound nice, but would do exactly the same work as the CIA did and just poison people's uh, minds against their enemies, against perceived enemies of America. Not uh, in favor of democracy. That was just a cover. So you're talking about mostly like the NGOs and... and yeah. Okay. So, so, so yeah. Um, some were secret, some were, some were public. So NED was the most public of them, but there were secret ones as well. And they did the work of the CIA. Mm. And over the years, many CIA people have eventually retired and written books right. and admitted all this. It's not, it's not a secret at all, William Casey's. I mean, that. it's 2020. Like, you, you, you would expect it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Whether it's the Russian interference or Chinese interference or American interference, yeah, yeah. this is how the world interacts yeah. now yeah. when there's a yeah. public event. Yeah. So, but what we didn't never knew was the extent of that uh, of that uh, interference and how it was ramped up. Like, for example, uh, have you passed the American consulate? Yeah. 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 Do you know, she's the size of it. Yeah. Do you know how many people there are in most consulates in Hong Kong? A dozen, twenty. Uh, you know how many people there are in the Chinese uh, offices in Hong Kong? Maybe 200. Mm. Do you know how many people there are in the American consulate? Over a thousand. What does that tell you, though? Like, what do you think? What does it tell you, Mo? I mean, that's the same everywhere. That's my point. The American consulates and American embassies everywhere around the world are huge. Yeah, the one in Shanghai is massive. It's massive. So is the one in Cairo. And obviously, it's it's almost a whole... uh, Not a whole block, but it could be a whole block. Yeah, in Cairo, it's like a fortress, basically. It's not just big. It's like extremely secure. And it's like there's like tanks and barbed wires and shit around it. Right. Because these, in certain places, not everywhere, but in Mm. certain places, are used as intelligence bases. So the Hong Kong one was used as an intelligence base against Hong Kong, against China. And the Taiwan is an intelligence and military base against China. Well, uh, uh, it sounds very simplistic, though. When you have a, a political dilemma that you have in, in your country or in your place where you live, and the easiest thing to go, ah, here's the Americans, they are the bad ones. Does that, does that make sense in your head that it's just easy to blame the Americans? 
Yeah, but it's not like that, is it? It's you send millions of dollars to one city in a period of a few months. Uh, one of the things I admitted doing was setting up the uh, law, the police-proof communication system for the radicals, right? Now, just imagine if I went to your country, I went to your country and said, we're going to make, we're going to spend millions on a police-proof system so that people fighting the police can be completely secure, uh, can't be intercepted, and what's more, we're going to put staff there to maintain it on a daily basis in your country. That in sounds Melbourne. very much like something China does. Yeah, that's exactly Africa. what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah and, it's, and, and it's like they're doing it to the people are who doing are doing it to, it to them. Exactly, they're doing it in <laughs> most of the African countries. Oh, in Australia, in yeah. Australia, in fact, like not just with the technological infrastructure, but also, in fact, sometimes mm. it's not supporting the radicals; it's supporting the dictatorships that are crushing their own people. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, China obviously you don't need examples to, f to see like that in, in many African countries. So you um, would think that when you're talking about the two superpowers in the world, given that it's pretty common knowledge that both of them are doing it all over the world, it, it doesn't really so why surprise, <laughs> surprise me that much mm -hmm. that, that the American embassy, if I had to guess, I would have said it, the concert was the most staffed. Out of all of them mm. here. Yeah. So, so why does every mainstream paper uh, deny this and not uh, investigate this? It's one inch under the surface. Why did the New York Times say, um, like all the others, mm. it says, is oh, it the idea of foreign interference is just a shop-worn canard that the Beijing government always churns out. Yeah, That well, was the point that every mainstream paper if, said. As a, as a layperson, if I had to guess, I would say... Is it news? You know, it's not news. I mean, everybody knows about everyone it. Everyone knows about it. Everyone does it. And then also, if they could have a thousand people, they could have two thousand people. But but what stood out was just the massive portion of the Hong Kong population that clearly believed in that cause. Yes, but why did the, what did they believe? That, what were they told? Well, I was there in the process interviewing people. They were told that a system was being introduced that would snatch dissidents and move them to China. Was it not? It wasn't. Well, what about the bookseller? What about the booksellers that were snatched? That's a separate issue. That's snatching. That's well, it's it's a same no, issue. it's not. It's a different. That's rendition. That's extraordinary rendition, which was invented by who? Which is special specialty of who? Grabbing people from another country. I mean, yeah, it's I a specialty of the yeah. USA, right? Yeah. And well, China does it very badly occasionally. Mossad and the US does it yeah. record, does it frequently and very, very well. They do, do, they do it very well. I was just reading today yeah, about the nuclear scientist uh, who just got assassinated yes. in Iran. I don't know if you know this. I told you about him. I, I but thought the, they were saying the Israelis did it. The, the, they're accusing the Mossad, but just today in the morning, the BBC said it was done through a remote a satellite controlled machine gun on a car. Wow. This, it's like the movies. Like yeah. there was a machine gun yeah. on a car by his convoy. That's interesting. The, it yeah. had a camera on it and they just got him without his wife. It was extremely surgical. Yep. And that's yep. how they know it's obviously intelligence work. Exactly. And look, let me ask you a question then. Mm. Um, 
why one clum this clumsy thing with the booksellers? Why is that repeated a million times? Whereas it's operation terrifying. after operation after operation after operation by the U.S. is just oh well, that's what they do. The Americans. Um, well, okay. I, I, the, I I would answer that question. What by other saying, cases can you quote other than the booksellers? Give me fifty more. No, okay. Well, I, 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 the thing is that I assume we don't know most of them. Why would we oh, know most of them? Because they are happening secretly. Because they're so good. They're even better than the Americans. No, so I mean, what they're, you're they're, saying they're is useless. That they're useless. They're, what you're saying is that they're bad at their job. Exactly. And because of that, if it does happen, we will know about it. I, I think that they're terrible really at, that, at this. At this you're talking. You're, 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 yeah. Just to be specific, you're talking about the Chinese intelligence. They're not good at that. And if they were, we, the, more of them would be happening. I mean, is it's that just, what you're there's saying? There's no way that we could know the breadth of, of how much of it goes on. You know, because it's not publicly reported. Except this is one city. This is not a country. This is a city. Right. If you lose a hundred people or ten people in a city, you would know. If you lose six people in a murder at Prince Edward Station, you would know. I've been a crime reporter here. If you lose two people in Hong Kong, you would know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the point of it though is the significance to the people that were protesting, right? They're there saying there's this law that's being introduced where people can be taken into the mainland to be tried. Not true. Okay, well, what is true? It was an extradition law from the UN drafted and, and, uh, and commissioned by the G7 to return mainland criminals to the mainland and read, read the text. Is that different read to what text. I said? Yes, it doesn't snatch people from Hong Kong, but it returns people who've committed crimes in the mainland. Uh, now, what no, do we no, know no, about no, that? That's, that's no, no, not let's right. Stop there. Let's stop there. Because you're, <laughs> yeah, you're saying people who are committed crimes in the mainland. But that's not Previously, right. Previously, you just said people from the mainland in Hong Kong to return to the mainland, which is two different statements. It's also the, the, the China, the, the law as it's drafted, allows China to grab anyone who has committed a who has violated a law of mainland China, not necessarily in mainland exactly. China. Wrong. You haven't read it. Okay. I'm pretty confident that that's incorrect. But let's look at the purpose of the law, right? The purpose of the law was to return someone who'd committed a crime in Taiwan. Yeah. One of 37 crimes. To Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. They didn't commit it in Hong Kong. What? That law wouldn't achieve the stated aim. No. no. Let me tell you the full story, right? Okay. Okay. So... Um, every westernized modern dem uh, modern country, uh, urbanized country, has extradition laws. Um, we belong Hong Kong and, and all less the modern and countries. Less and less so these days. Yeah. <laughs> we belong to uh, a I sister, why. Uh, G7 financial uh, committee. Yeah. And they said that Hong Kong is by far the most law-abiding place in uh, in Asia, mm. but it's missing extradition laws. And please fix it. And so they, they introduced a UN-drafted extradition law uh, at the request of the G7 uh, FATF committee. Um, and that was then labeled, oh, imposed by China to snatch people. But it wasn't. In fact, we have a long process of cooperation between Hong Kong and China on legal cases. We've been going for 25 years. The British set it up. Yeah, it seems that the people of Hong Kong don't have your level of confidence in that. 
But I think that uh, here also you go how- again. The people of Hong Kong. The Democrats are not the people of Hong Kong. This is a city with a broad range of views. Uh, one in four people, roughly, support the Democrats. What about the three three out of four? Okay. What about the rest of us? So I'm fed up with people like you saying so the people well, of Hong Kong. Let me bring some numbers to it. Okay, so so Reuters said that 59% of Hong Kong residents support the protest movement, which is a significant majority. Yeah, okay, look, but then I can just throw back other surveys. You can throw back surveys, right? So, uh, what, yeah. what, what, on what basis do you Where does that survey that? come from? That Reuters. Reuters. Uh, yeah, but which survey is it? Is it Pori? I, I need to. Pori. I've got it down as Reuters. I, I'm looking at the notes off my phone, so yeah. I, I can. So they tend to, to quote Pori, right? Yeah, which is a public, uh, which uh, which has never been known to uh, to find a result in favour of the government, right? So um, yeah, so there are many surveys with different things, but it was but it was the Chinese University survey which said that 55 percent supported the government's plan for universal suffrage. That was a Chinese university survey. Mm. But that's not, that's not technically, a... Technically, well, I wonder what the time anti-government. of that was. And that's also not... Like, this was... We're talking about the protest now. When, when was that survey taken? Okay, just go by p- numbers of Hong Kong people. How many people live in Hong Kong? 7.5 million. million. Yeah. So, uh, in the last election, how many people voted for the Democrats? 1.6 million. Are you talking about how the district, voted, council yeah, district council elections? Yeah, mm-hmm. 1.6 million. How many voted for the other side at the previous district? So roughly the same, right? Okay. So just, just let's do general figures to, to avoid these biased surveys. Generally, f- general figures. I've been, I've been reporting for Legco for 30 years, right? Mm. General figures. Um, about a quarter of Hong Kong people are anti-China tend to vote for the anti-China, the China hostile parties. Okay. About a quarter vote for the China friendly parties. Mm. About a half or a little more than a half don't vote at all. They're just basically apolitical. Right. Those so are the figures. They've been consistent since the 80s. So we can and say... And they're still consistent there, there a, today. So we can say at worst there's a pretty even split. So quarter, a quarter... According to then, your numbers. Yes. Right. The yeah. apoliticals are by far the biggest and then a quarter for each of the others. But if you read the media, the mainstream media, they say the people of Hong Kong, and they always refer to the quarter, never but to the other so three. so does the other side. You also say the people of Hong Kong. Yes, they're yeah, both they, wrong. They well, hit the silent majority. The which silent majority, which actually includes the 50% that you just said <laughs> are apolitical. Exactly. Those are usually taken in the count of the pro-government side. Exactly, they're both Why? wrong because yeah, okay. the most people are apolitical. Most people, more people don't vote than do vote. Right. But why, would you, but why would you assume that they're pro-China though? But I don't. You do. No, actually. No. I, <laughs> honestly, well, I, so you're saying that people do, but I no, don't. No, the, yeah, no, that's I'm right. trying to get Look at Anthony Dapiran. Anthony Dapiran says, hmm. the vote shows that the silent majority are with us. You know, he said that, right? Well, you've got... But you you've can't got quote the silent... The only thing you can say about the people who don't vote, who don't employ their... Is that they don't dem- vote. Is that they don't <laughs> employ their democratic no, you're, vote. you're right about that. What does that imply? Well, I, I, I would say that when you've got a situation... So, so you've got... Uh, I'll, let me try and yeah. answer that question. So you've got the pro-democracy movement gain control of 17 of 18 councils. Yeah, right? but that's, that's because of the system, isn't it? Look what, at the numbers. System? It's a first-past-the-post the, system. Yeah, sure. okay, some, some got in by one, literally one vote. Sure. So the numbers obviously, are more honest than the... Obviously, there's more people voting on that side than the other side. So you can agree yeah, on that yeah, much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so 1.6 versus 1.2, yeah. Yeah. Right. But why... Well, people... 
and, and I think you've kind of touched on this, is people understand that it is inevitable that China will take over. Mm. It's inevitable that there will be no voting, that there will be one party. And I think that there is a big incentive for people to not be involved in, some, in a fight they know they can't win. And you, you're not talking about a balanced political system where one side can literally just arrest the other side on pretty spurious charges to the point where the entire one political side says our participation in this is moot. Except the lawyers of Hong Kong say that, they're, that they have a, a Western level of, uh, of trustability in law and so do the world's lawyers, so do the global lawyers. In surveys of the uh, trustability of the Hong Kong judiciary, Hong Kong scores above many Western countries. It scores above all Asian countries. Okay, so you're saying, ah, they arrest people on spurious grounds. Well, the judiciary no. is quite uh, is is holding a position in opposition of Beijing at this point on on many fronts. Which is a sign of independent judiciary. Sure, Do you but think how long well, is that going to last? Let's oh, just yeah, look at, let's, look at, let's talk about what, what well, look might at the happen mainland, in the future. No, but look at the main. Well, it's easy to it's, it's easy to do. Not that, a question. It? It's it's easy to know what's going to happen yeah. because in in mainland China, mm-hmm. the legal system, the judiciary, are required ahead of justice to uh, serve the 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 uh, needs and the desires of the party. That's that's part of their mandate. Yeah. Right, so that's the inevitability for the judiciary in Hong Kong. So, no. No. Uh, well, tell me, where, where, where am I wrong? Well, uh, do you, how, how has Chinese uh, uh, law developed over the last thirty years? It, that's a pretty broad question. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. Talk to somebody who's watched it develop. It's really interesting, right? So it's developing like a bit like the Japanese system. Uh, Are we talking about in Hong Kong or in mainland China? No, in mainland China. Yeah, I mean, in mainland China. it's astonishing. I mean, look at the legal aid there. The legal aid system is better than in most other countries. Oh, well, how high is the conviction rate (laughs) in China? (laughs) It's the same as Japan's, right? I think if we we look at the global perspective, and and there's really no argument to say that the judiciary in mainland China has any credibility whatsoever. I mean, they are an arm of the government that has a 99% conviction rate People don't have rights. It's to say that they have credibility in their system. In fact, the mandate of judges is such that justice is, is a sixth priority in how they execute judgments. What's the conviction rate in Japan? Uh, no, okay. Let me stop you here because you do... You, I also did... In my research on you, you have a, obviously a bunch of public statements. One of them in a tweet in October, uh, April 10th, uh, 2019, you go facepalm. I'm a pro-democracy Hong Kong journal, but I can't let your ridiculous statement go unchallenged. Hong Kong fugitive offenders law is milder than the US equivalent. And you're doing the same thing now. Or most of your arguments, your public arguments are whataboutism. No, it's not. It is. No? Because you just said now, like we're talking about the, the, the Chinese judicial system and you immediately went, what about Japan? No, And this is the same thing. No, when people right, are Mike, mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. breath, second mm-hmm. breath. Um, I, I think you're, the, the conviction rate of Japan, mm-hmm. what is the conviction rate of Japan? I don't know. It's 99.9. Yeah. There you go. But it's not, you see, comparison mm-hmm. is a legitimate tool. I agree with that. Because it, I agree it shows that you're no, biased. No, I, I agree with your point. Well, because comparison you're not is saying. What about is not. Yeah. 
it's not Turning the same thing. Mm. Whataboutism and comparison are not mm. the same thing. Okay. Whataboutism is when you I agree diverge. With you. I agree with you. So I'm agreeing with you. Just, just yeah. so you know, I'm yeah. not, not disagreeing with that Comparison is a tool of sure. logical argument. Sure. Yeah, but as someone that's lived in Shanghai f- for 10 years and seen how the courts work, you don't, you win based on the power that you hold. That's it. There's just no question about it. And I can tell you personal a, a stories. Li- a litany of examples yeah. of people who have been put in a position where they're being countersued or they're suing someone who has government connections that doesn't go to court doesn't go to court because they it's unwinnable because they don't have a credible justice system no china has a terrible justice system yeah so we right? agree on that yeah, yeah. okay but, <laughs> but it's trying to grow a proper one and what's happening is a hong kong hong kong uh uh, judicial system is constantly sending people over there to try and teach people. So there's constant conferences there, and what's happening? It's working. For the last thirty years, it's been working. What, what, what's the last working exactly? Though, just specifically, could you? It's be been developing. Like, like for example, a legal aid system. Mm. Uh, all these systems are being introduced for the last thirty years. Umpteen new systems have been introduced, so it's changing. But like, you, you just dismiss it with a wave of your hand. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm giving yeah. specific examples yeah, that yeah. that represent how problematic and and yeah. and unjust it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Unlike the U.S. system, the U.S. judicial <laughs> Here system. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, 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 you see, you see comparison. <laughs> but if you are the U.S. A, system, of course, is all of about the US, justice. If you are in the U.S. Yeah. You can go to court, you can hire a lawyer, and you can win. And that's not available to people in China. Yeah. I also, side note, this is a bit of an emotional topic for me because I come from a country where the government narrative for the last 60 years has always been at least we're not Syria or Iraq. So it's very sensitive for me. Like, there's a completely fucked up corrupt system. And every time we criticize the government, they go like, well, it's us or Syria. Yeah, and it's also not an either-or question. That's exactly what I'm saying. America can have problems, Mm. and that doesn't need to influence our decision as to whether this is a good thing for Hong Kong or a bad thing for Hong Kong. That's it. And and my question, I guess, to to you, who's someone I believe loves this city, Mm -hmm. what's good for Hong Kong? Yeah. What's uh, what's good for Hong Kong is to listen to the people, not mm. to a minority group which has uh, which demonizes everybody else. But, but I think you made a really good point though about when you have such a split between opinions, like in a dramatically you know spectrum opposite opinion, yeah. mm. and then you've got. Silent you know, a, a silent majority of who knows what they really think, and 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 we as don't you say, value their democratic vote, but because they don't practice it. Yeah, but why would they not value it? Because it's 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 been proven to be useless. Well, why vote for a party? Now, now you're attaching things to the silent no, majority. No, no, there's no one mm. pro-democratic in office right now that's to mm. vote for them would have been useless. It yeah. would have been if you if you'd predicted that as an outcome, mm. you would have been right. And generally, in countries that don't have compulsory voting anyway, you know, voting is not, it's, it's, un, it's uncommon. I come from Australia, so like we have compulsory voting, so we get high voter turnouts. But generally speaking, when you're in a non-compulsory voting system, you don't get blowout numbers. Okay. Well, okay. Well, look, am, am I allowed to mention my own community without you saying, what about is okay, Absolutely. Sure, I want to hear about uh, it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. I, I really right, right. don't want you to feel attacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to hear your opinion, okay. but I also... Okay, w- let's take South Asia, my community, right? Sure. My original community, right? Uh, so we've got South Asia, 
1.4 billion people. We've got China, 1.4 billion people, right? Okay. Um, one follows your system. Mm. One follows state capitalism. Okay? okay. In one system, hundreds of millions of men, women, and children are starving. In the other system, they're not. Poverty has been eliminated. Now, one of my good friends was in charge of the hunger program for the World Bank. He every year flies around the world uh, arranging hunger programs. Now, now, 30 years ago, maybe not 30 years, maybe 28 years ago, uh, when I was very much a member of the uh, Democratic Party here, yeah. he came to see me and he said, you can't believe what's happening. We're cutting all our hunger programs in China. It's unbelievable what they're doing there. Now, you might talk about politics all you like, mm. but 800 million men, women, and children were lifted out of poverty by what? By not choosing the democracy that India chose, that my people chose, mm. by choosing state capitalism. Do you think there are other explanations as to why India might have had a different path? Well, that's the main problem. You can't get anything done in India because of the layers of democracy, the layers of voting, the is layers it, well, of political it's bureaucratic. parties. It's not I, necessarily I democracy. It's, it's not necessarily a democratic mm. issue. Mm. I think, you know, mm. the, there, are, there are other it? massive yep, yep, differences absolutely. between India and China. Mm. Yeah, yeah. One of the obvious ones is mm. that China is far mm. more homogenous mm. than, than India. Yeah. India. Well, well, look at Indonesia then. It's it's almost it's the third uh, largest. Uh, uh, look at look at the Philippines. Look at any Asian country mm. which has chosen a Western democracy style. Uh, they all uh, have failed to develop. So is this the key point that made you change your mind? Well, what? No, no. It was it was listening to wiser, older people who said, mm. "Look, look what counts. It's hungry people are being given, uh, are being lifted from poverty." Um, well, see, so that, that's a little bit of a change because what you, before you were saying is that they're okay with the vetting process and that they think that this is good. But now you're saying the whole democratic process is useless. No, I'm saying look a bit more deeply and don't go for the simple thing as democracy good, sure. other system evil. Well, I could say let, let's, let's find a simple point of agreement, right? Mm -hmm. Like we could say police brutality is bad. Mm -hmm. And does it concern you? the level to which that escalated, you know, during the protests last year? You know, I mean, this is so, you, you, you put these big subjects out there. Well, I mean, that's that's a, like, it's, it's a, a little bit, topic. A little bit a smaller topic. than comparing India topic. to China and what <laughs> yeah. the difference is. Okay. I feel well, like we just scaled down let, dramatically, okay, actually. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, let, let, let me answer that with one, one question. So uh, a group of us dads, if you yeah, like, sure. we right. got together, right, to, yeah. to look at police brutality. We, and it was easy. Is this an actual thing that happened? Yeah, or yeah, are you yeah, just doing yeah, hypothetical? Okay, great. Okay. So we got all the Are you going to tell people it's in the book your point? at the book like it's in your yeah. head yeah. <laughs> it's in the book yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. please also this yeah, yeah. is an opportunity for you to tell us you know yeah, what's yeah. in the book so don't don't uh, feel like you can't run with that yeah yeah so anyway so you got together said so let's yeah. look at the police bridge because all of us had examples in our heads we'd seen that we were shocked at mm -hmm. you know the guy for me it was the guy on the ground with the policeman's boot on his head mm. you know we said this is shocking uh, let's 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 look at these and so we collected all a gazillion pictures. Mm. Uh, what we found was that nearly all the police brutality pictures were stills. 
uh, and stills don't tell you anything, right? You know that because it depends on the angle. Mm. It can tell you a different story depending on the angle. So then we collected the videos and the videos were interesting. They'd all been snipped into 10 second or five second segments. So then we thought, okay, that's also not very uh, uh, good. So we looked at the full videos mm. and what we saw was something uh, uh, we saw the police would make a dispersal area using tear gas usually right. or just loudspeakers. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. So that's, just throwing that, tear gas is okay. That's, at the level that it was thrown, that's okay. That's the British system. Use well, tear not to the level that it was done in Hong Kong. Yes. I think it, the it, use it, of tear gas in Hong Kong far exceeded... Wrong. 1967, they used the same level and the British here, government... That, that, I actually know that that's not right. Here they vastly exceeded the use of tear gas that had ever been used in the city. I can get I can get the stat for you, but that that is not factually correct. Okay, look, okay, let's go back to the but question. It, no, okay. but it is the question. We're talking about priest brutality, and yeah, yeah. and we've just ca- you've just carved off okay. the use of tear gas as a kind of brutality, and I just want to put it back on the table and say that is part of the police brutality. Okay, the as poli- someone that was tear gassed okay. at work. He got tear gas in his apartment. I got evacuated <laughs> out of my house I like, because I w- I there was so much tear gas in the house. Let's not. Let's talk about one thing at a time. I, sure. Well, police, about brutality. police brutality. That's yeah. pre- pl- I'm okay, saying that is police brutality. Okay. Okay. So, police tear gassing people who haven't done anything wrong is pr- police brutality. There are two systems that has how the police works everywhere, right? Sure. There are two systems. There's mm. the, what they call the non-lethal cabinet and the lethal cabinet. Sure. Right. In America, they go straight for the lethal cabinet, yeah. as we yeah. all know, right? <laughs> uh, in UK and Hong Kong, they go for the non-lethal cabinet, right? Okay. Now, what you're saying is that the tear gas belie- belongs in the brutality cabinet, and what I'm saying is they well, actually you, well, use you, it. There you, is you no brutality you cabinet. Just, you just switched words. You, you switched the word lethal mm. to brutality. Okay. Right. Okay. So. They use a Western system of dispersion. But calling it a Western system doesn't change what it, the physical consequence of using an enormous amount of tear gas. Okay, using- I'm talking about one day, one day. I'm talking about June the 12th. Sure. One okay. afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they ask people to disperse. Mm. Um, some do, most do. A lot of peaceful protesters like me, mm. we disperse. A group doesn't. Right, some don't. Right, and then what happens? There's something weird going on. One protester will march into the central area and mm. stay there. The police will use the megaphones. Get back, get back to behind the line. They use it again and again. The guy won't move. Why? And this is get back or we'll move you. Then the police come and grab him. Mm. Then a thousand cameras go off. Then he struggles. He struggles crazily. Why is he struggling so crazily? That ten second snip goes everywhere now this whole process is written up with instructions in the uh, in the professional uh, um, consultants book of overturning governments it's all there okay so just just so i understand your point the police brutality that happened in hong kong was purely not Just purely, but many examples. So how we many examples, like percentage yeah. basis, like yeah. one percent or yeah. so? What 90%. we found, this is the the dads, the the, the parents committee. And uh, mm. what we found was that there were actually very few examples. We found a few where the police were like would push people or like would walk Can past. Can I ask go, what is what is the worst example of police brutality that you have seen? And you went, okay, that's bad. Oh, there were many. Maybe okay. six, but they were seven all seven really bad ones. Of those, they were all CIA 
related your conclusion no there were about six or seven where, okay. the, where the police officer just really lost it and behaved really badly but out of Not, s- none of whom have received any consequences out of more no there were more than a hundred uh police uh, uh, what they call noti- uh, had notified cases mm. but anyway um, out of we're talking about numbers here there were six like really bad ones we found right mm-hmm. out of 130 days of multiple fighting that's a lower level than you find in European protests. Oh, sure. Much yeah. lower. Much, yeah. much lower. The violence was The was violence low. level is much higher in other protests around the world. I agree much with that. Much lower than yeah, Hong absolutely. Kong. So, so, but you look up police brutality on Google and you find only Hong Kong in the first page. Well, that's because you're in Google. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's Hong because Kong. you're looking up from if here. If you go to another country and search it, you'll get a different result. I assume if you go to a <laughs> random country, you'll get mostly from the yeah. US that's as well. How, that's yeah. how Google works. But anyway, yeah. so we, we did look at this very seriously and we all had complaints mm. and we found that police brutality was not actually the major issue that so, people... So, so your conclusion was that police brutality is not a big issue for Hong Kong? Yeah, uh, it's, it's no different to other places. Isn't well, it? That's not my question. Probably less. Mm. That wasn't my question. My question yeah. wasn't how does it compared to other places my question was but it, it wasn't it, no, let me put it it's out it's no different I'll, I'll quite, answer and say it's possibly, no different quite possibly police brutality is a problem in most countries exactly but that doesn't yeah. diminish the fact mm. that 76% of mm. Hong Kongers Seventy-four percent wanted an independent inquiry into police brutality because it was so bad during the project. Yeah, this is your—is it a poly? Uh, no, okay, it's Reuters as well. Well, right, I right. think you can agree that a lot of people were upset about the police br- brutality. Is that fair statement or no? Uh, yeah, I was uh, among them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but but you subsequently concluded that it wasn't a big well, deal. Let me, let me throw one back at you. There were mm. so many reports about uh, police attacking peaceful protesters, right? Mm-hmm. Why could we not find one video of that? Not one. Of people attacking police? Of police attacking a group of peaceful protesters. Oh, I have one. Oh, I saw plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you send them them to me? Well, I will. I mean, I don't need to send it to you because you probably saw it. It's the, the officer on the motorcycle. Basically, trying to kill a bunch of protesters yeah. on the street. Yeah, no, 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 this yeah, one was yeah. ugly, and I don't yeah. know if you have an explanation for it or if you have seen a longer video. But yeah, yeah, please. yeah. No, no, no. That's that's definitely a case of uh, of the police guy. By losing the way, it. you can also prove me, uh, like, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. That officer got, I think, suspended for a while and went back to work. Mm. This officer week. was not <laughs> on trial <laughs> at all. No, 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 no. The pl- police were charged. No, none of the police, but this officer in particular, because it leaves mm. me as a layman, I look at it, I'm like, this is attempted murder. Mm. This is a bunch of people on the street, or let's say they're protesting, let's yeah. say illegally. Yeah. He's on his motorcycle, which is basically a weapon. He's mm. trying to run them over mm. again and again. And this officer was not charged with anything. Yeah. What do you think of that? Just well, even I, as a separate yeah. incident. Yeah, y- y- You know, there are a lot of incidents. I haven't investigated that one, so I don't want to comment on something I haven't looked at. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, here I have a question. Do you think that if, if you were comfortable with the level of involvement from the CIA, I assume that would be nothing, yeah. do you think that this movement then suddenly doesn't exist? That, that, that the emotion of the Hong so Kong the people CIA represented would then not exist? So, the CIA were poisoning people's minds for decades. But what is poisoning? I mean, decades. If, was, if you uh, say let me give poi- you an example. Give you, an example okay. you say they're poisoning. Well, in what way... Was the Hong Kong people that were protesting in, invalidated by said poisoning? 
How did the poisoning invalidate their okay. position? Like, like for example, um, they were told that dissidents, that the Democrats, mm. would be uh, deported to China. They've right? been locked up pretty broadly. Yeah, but the law says very specifically that nobody on any political charge, as determined by the Hong Kong judiciary, uh, would be allowed. Would would this law would apply to them? So basically, no none, no members of the Democratic Party could. Uh, this law could not apply to any of them. Full stop. Well, stop the it. Democratic Party are being arrested. You know, no, pretty, no, pretty no, no, no. I'm talking about this law. Sure, the law says but, but, specifically, but, but, but the people if, weren't if, told if, that. The people protesting. Yeah. To them, Hong Kong government acting on behalf of Beijing and the G7. Beijing and yeah, you call I, you call it Beijing. I call it the G seven. Why G seven? It's just Beijing. The G seven doesn't support this. No, G seven uh, asked the Hong Kong judiciary to introduce the extradition law. Beijing was not involved at all. Yeah, I mean, the law was a reinvention of Article 23 anyway, you know. Extradition law? Certainly, certainly. Not at all. Have you read the two? Not at all. Yeah, okay. Article 23 was written by the British. How does the national security law stack up with Article 23? National security law? Yeah. Well, uh, now you're going to hate me saying this, <laughs> but it's much milder than most. Uh, the, every country has national security laws, and ours is milder than America's, like a million yeah, but, times. But, every, right. but other countries don't have one country, two systems. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm. So we, we. So that's why it's different. Yeah, so, uh, so. But the British wrote Article 23, right? You agree with me with that? Mm. I don't know how that changes the significance of it, though. I mean, if, if the British were the first person to murder someone, it doesn't mean murder is subsequently okay. No. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that my whole, no. that has been my logic the entire, <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire no, argument. No, 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 no. The British wrote it, but that is, but that, but, but it the doesn't British make wrote, them good, If the British though. wrote, hey, kill those people, yeah. Yeah, they're just like, well, the British wrote it. Yeah. So. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I, I'm getting <laughs> back at what you said, which the, 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 the NSL was based, was a version of Article 23. So what? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the point yeah, is so okay, we're looking at it. No, 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 I want to hear. So what was the point to that? Imagine a tray of cutlery, right? Every country has the same tray of cutlery. I love this Including uh, a spoon, <laughs> a spoon, right? Yeah. Uh, a spoon is part... Every country has a national security law, right? Of one sort or another. Yeah. Right? Now, you're saying China, uh, Hong Kong is not allowed a spoon. Every country can have one, but no spoons allowed in Hong Kong. That's a very narrow analysis because a country has a national security law to, that applies to the nation, but this is a situation where you have... Two million people in the street protesting, asking there for... There weren't two million people in the street protesting. Oh, do you, did you, do you have numbers on that? What, how many people are in the street? Well, uh, I'll put it this way. The, the police said it was 338,000, so it's definitely more than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. We, let's not go into another big subject. No, no, no. There's I a whole chapter in there on crowd analysis. Okay. okay. So let's just say there were a, a lot. lot of people in yes, the street. Yes, I was there. And, I and was at them. that point, when you have people protesting against this law and the government not responding to then enact a natural national security law and the day it is enacted start arresting people in the street for clearly very minor offenses and i know that no one's been tried yet the you've got the police how many people have been arrested have been charged under nsl no, no one yet i believe or, or they haven't they haven't three. acted they haven't has completed the trial right no three people have been charged sure but how many people right. have been charged under 
Everybody else is NSL. It's a different time frame. You can't compare. No, everybody else is in the world. You can't oh compare it. It's a totally okay. different time everybody frame. Everybody in the planet, in the universe, how many people it's have been charged with NSL? It's a new law. Which is the least, uh, no, in the same time frame over the last six how, months. How could it? Last well, within months. the last six it's months, it's not significant in other places. It wasn't just enacted. You can also think of like what is happening in these six months. If yeah. Everything is So you've got a situation where normal. the police are on Twitter bragging about grabbing people for holding up a sign in the street. Now, at what point are we just ignoring what a lot of people in this city want? Like, you, I, there seems to be a, a consistent process of devaluing the size of the crowd, the number of the percentage of people that it's are exactly voting. The the it's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. Do you feel that your point of view does lean in the same direction on every point that you're analyzing. No, I think yours does, though. Yours clearly does, because you can just... No, I don't know. I'm you an can idiot. Just, no, I don't you know can anything. Just, you, you can just wind back the tape, listeners. Just wind back, and you can hear... I, I don't edit. This is all going in. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, <laughs> you just, but you can hear you say talking about the people of Hong Kong and implying that the people want one he thing. He did say fact, a it's big a mind- number. He didn't even I say... I mean, you can take away... Earlier, earlier, earlier. I'll put it on record to take away the word the and say people in Hong Kong. Well, there's a difference in the people of Hong Kong and people in Hong Kong. It's it's rhetoric, but a significant number of people, yes. we agree, right. are yes. in that camp. Yes. So, Correct. you know, is, what if you're wrong? You know, do, do you, what if maybe Beijing isn't so benevolent in the approach that they have to Hong Kong? Okay, another big issue, which is like, going, jump, doing, Well, you, doing, you've doing, just put doing. out a book that, that yeah. covers it, so I assume yeah, you've yeah. thought about it. You know, do you, it seems to me like you're taking, you're, you're putting your trust in the, in the mainland Chinese system ahead of the democratic system. Is that a fair statement? No, if absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Okay, so then I've yeah. misunderstood you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the book barely mentions the Beijing officials and when it does... Oh, no, I meant in the conversation yeah. we had now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not a fan of the Beijing government. I'm not a fan of the CCP. I'm not a fan of the officials here. I'm mm. not a fan of the Hong Kong government. Okay, so I'm not speaking up for any now, of those. Now I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of the Hong Kong people. Sure. I don't want... Oh, the, the people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, call me out on saying the people. Yeah, no, no. I mean the people, meaning the whole people. Yeah, right. whole okay, group. fair. And I believe, unlike many of the mainstream media, I believe that the Hong Kong people have a broad range of views. They don't all hate Beijing. They don't all hate CCP. I, I agree They're not that. all yeah. terrified. Yeah, absolutely. That's clearly true. Yeah. yeah. So let's true. not say that the people of Hong Kong are protesting are rebels against China. No, this is something so I many think all of us can I, I agree. Think maybe yeah. I, I appreciate that it sounds like I'm making that statement, but I certainly have no mm. intention to deny the fact that a huge number of people in Hong Kong are totally fine with with Beijing in the direction well, that they want to so, take I don't things think, in. No, no, no. I don't think they're totally fine. I think it's much more On subtle. Balance. No, yeah. I think they're not naive. They know China's problems. They know China's legal system problems. But they're also not in favor of, of fighting a battle they can't possibly yeah, win. Yeah, I agree. But they, isn't, yeah. that, isn't This that is miserable? the middle section. Yeah, but how miserable is that? That, that, that they are only f- not hmm. fighting because yeah. they know they can't win. No, but it's not. They're not miserable. Talk to them. No, but that I'm saying mm. isn't that dynamic yeah. miserable? No, I think the people in the middle 
are the majority. They're apolitical. They're not at either extreme. They don't hate Beijing. They don't hate the protesters. They don't hate the police. They don't hate the radicals. They just want to get by with their lives. They want to. They love Hong Kong. They see what's happening in China. They see what's happening in China is actually very good for Hong Kong. Uh, they and they 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 don't like the people stirring up the trouble, which I think. Yeah, and I understand is, that. I mean, brutality, is is brutality, police, whatever. Is you know, understandably, people just AIE have an issue with that. Is, yeah. the, is, is you know these these European groups, this Oslo Foundation. Yeah, I mean, well, Oslo I, Foundation I, is based in New York now, but do I I don't know if we really covered it off. But do you think that in absence of the CIA, the people of Hong Kong would have been, you know, had no reason to protest? It's not just that. No, no. I mean, no. We we protested for thirty years. Sure. Like yeah, the, yeah. the CIA didn't teach Hong. Well, I don't know. Hong Kong has got a history of protesting that extends far beyond yes, this yes. issue. Does, yeah, do you yeah. not think that there would have been a protest? Yeah. But for the CIA. No, we we so, protested. So what was the yeah, difference yeah. in your mind? You know who marched with us in eighty nine May eighty nine the first great protest. You know who we were marching with? How many mm. people the were staff? there? One million. Uh, Officially 1.5 million, but it was probably about 400,000 or so. But um, yeah. you know who I was marching with? This is the staff of Xinhua, huh. the Chinese government staff. Yeah. They marched with us. That's, that's what happened before. Uh, that's, so you can see how we've been pushed apart, you know. What's your take on Tiananmen Square now? Has it changed? <laughs> well, I believe the academic version, uh, the, you know, the, the Western and Eastern academics uh, mm. both agree on what happened in Tiananmen Square, which is very different from what the media says. Right. So I go with the academic version. Which is? Uh, which is that there were hundreds of deaths, both sides agree, the Beijing academics and the Western academics, mm. hundreds of deaths and not in Tiananmen Square. They're in a place called Mishuti, uh, to the west of Beijing. And you can see slowly their version is emerging because like, there was a one-word change in The Economist uh, a few weeks ago that made me so happy. It was a reference to Tiananmen Square. Mm. And instead of the usual Tiananmen Square massacre, mm. it said hundreds killed near Tiananmen Square. One sure. word change. Took 30 years to make that change. Does the... Does the, the proximity to the square change the significance of the event? Uh, well, it happened four kilometers away, most of the deaths. And most of the deaths weren't students. The largest number of deaths were workers, and the second largest were soldiers. Uh, the students were, uh, were, were third and were relatively small in number. Were the yeah, workers but like, say, for example, we talk in the news about the underpants bomber. Now, if it turned out the bomb was, hmm. you know, halfway down his knee... Yeah, yeah. Does that have any impact on the significance no, of no, the No, no, of course event? not. Of mm. course not. Right. But it just means that the whole myth of the Tiananmen Square machine gunning, I mean, they, they, were, they had no machine guns to start. Yeah, I don't know that machine gunning is significant, but there's certainly video online of crowds being shot at in large numbers. Where? YouTube? I no, 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 no. <laughs> well, let's say in Beijing. Let's, Beijing? Not, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not argue the semantics right, right. or where the location you know, you, is. Also, Beijing. you don't understand yeah, that, like, yeah. as a reporter, you know, you yeah, have yeah. to have a reference so people know what you're talking about. Yeah, if you yeah. start calling it the between 4th and 5th mm. Street Massacre, right. people might think you're talking about mm. something else. Yeah. 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 Right. What, were the, what were the song that the students were singing? In, in, in 1989, I was six years old at the oh, time right, in Australia. Right. So I was not yeah. born yet. I didn't hear yeah. it. <laughs> they were singing March on. They were singing uh, the Chinese national anthem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And when people, I say this to people, they're kind of surprised. They go, uh, what? They were singing the Chinese national anthem continuously. Well, they, 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 I don't think there was any indication that they didn't love their country. Right. And that's actually, that's what, always what the case in, in a lot of places, like in, in, mm. in a protest yeah, in a yeah, country. And yeah. I, again, my reference is my own country. Yeah, when yeah. we were protesting in Tahrir Ooh, what Square. What yeah. No, no, not at all, actually. I know it's not. I yeah, know but it's like not. all the sides comparison. were using the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. All of us were using the national anthem. Yeah. We think we love mm. the country and we think they are doing something yeah, against yeah. the interests of the country and it's the other way around. So what is the impact of the of the myth in people's understanding of what happened yeah like so uh, so what happened was that we've got this 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 myth of the tanks running over these students in Tiananmen Square and we've got the famous tank man mm. image of the tank arriving and the guy stopping it right? I, I don't know that I've ever heard someone say tanks were running over people have well, you no, tanks running over so. bicycles no the tank or, or man or is just right. like a symbol it's a photo it's a yeah. photo yeah but no, I don't think I've ever heard someone say video. tanks were running right yeah but I'm saying like even the photo is just the image is the symbol right but I don't think yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so what was the yeah. So what happened was that there was this big societal convulsion, mainly the Workers' Party fighting against uh, a group of soldiers, uh, in a place four miles to the west of Tiananmen Square, and it was a terrible, terrible event with hundreds lost their lives. I uh, don't know that there's such unanimous opinion about the number of deaths. In fact, I'm sure there's did, not. There's certainly credible reports of a far greater number of deaths. Uh, yeah, well, well uh, I didn't say a specific number. Uh, sure, but you uh, did indicate that the, 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 the academics had agreed on yeah. what happened. Yeah, the, say, say it was hundreds. They, the, the, you know, I mean, right, thousands, which, let's is say thousands. Far, which is far smaller <laughs> than the, the, the 10,000 that NBC, of, right. NBC said it was 10,000. Yeah. yeah, which it may have been. I mean, well, would say no source, no academic source, no journalistic source agrees with the NBC report. Sure, but certainly there are many sources that quoted into the thousands. Yeah. So, uh, but then uh, when you when when you're asked about but how, it, how do we choose which one? Like is exactly. But yeah, because uh, I like. Well, you know, you choose what you like. You choose NBC. I choose the academics. That's fine. I, honestly, even, for me, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was two hundred people or, or two thousand people. What matters is that students were gunned down in the capital city, and so if, if you want to if you want to analyze the significance of it, yeah. here's something we can all agree on: how terrified is China about having anyone remember what happened? At the extent that they go to, what are we looking at now? 30 um, years later? To stop anyone from acknowledging that something happened is a pretty strong indication that they feel it was quite momentous. Is that a fair statement or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Asian countries uh, don't have a free press. Uh, China doesn't have a free press. I Many Asian you, countries I, don't. I thought you <clears throat> loved w when Hong Kong had a free press. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it, uh, it didn't have a free press. It has a free press now, thank God. But Do you think there's uh, a free press now where Jimmy Lai's just been locked up? You didn't read the charges? There was no, nothing yeah, about... The, well, the well, they were pretty spurious. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was misusing You really properties. hate the legal, the judiciary here, don't you? No, I don't. I don't think they're behind it, to be honest with you. They weren't the ones... The judiciary don't choose to arrest someone. So, uh, so what's happening then? I think the media is being... And, and also, mm. look at what's happened with uh, iCable where they claim, oh, we've suddenly right. had to get rid of all of our reporters that were doing coverage. Oh, this is all like. sort of underhand uh, this is the Chinese does intelligence it not, does it not agencies is well, it well this is that Chinese CIA well I say this you can say one thing about the, <laughs> the communist party is they are unified 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't, get, they don't like make decisions independent of either bodies. They don't have a separation of powers. Hey, I've been sacked so many times from so many media organizations. And every single time someone says, oh, it's censorship. Every single if time. You think it's do, you, do you think it's unusual that it's all happening at the same time right now, right after the protests? Or like sort of, you know, at an opportune moment? Hmm, massive economic downturn. People are being sacked. Do I think there's a connection? Maybe Jimmy there Lyle is. No, no. Sacked. Okay, yeah. Let me ask this. Like, if if you take the the event Jimmy. like like the arrest of Jimmy Lai on face value, and say, hey, he was arrested on the charges of of NSA. misusing his uh, yeah. his property or whatever it was, yeah. which sounds like trumped up charges or spurious at least. And because you know, can you can you enlighten? No, seriously, question. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you enlighten us what we've misunderstood about the charges that was significant? Okay. Well, I mean, none of the laws related to Apple Daily, and I can go out right now, this mm. moment, mm. pick up an Apple Daily, mm. and I can show you criticism of Beijing and criticism of government. I can do that every day of the week. I can do it in five minutes time. Mm. I can show you how criticism of the Hong Kong government and the China government has increased since the since the events of the summer, yeah, not decreased. Of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, th- no, but that's, that's the truth. Th- that's not yeah. an indication of more freedom. That's an indication of more opposition. Do you, do you think that there is no... But it, it's, it's not an indication that the press freedom has been lost. Well, uh, locking him up is... Well, I, we're, none we're, of the charges were anything to do with what he do, printed. But, 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 not one. But, but now you're just making the jump okay, to say, "Well, it was all pretend." But oh. that's you saying that oh, you know hang that. Well, hang on a second. He's a pretty spurious. Is the word you use? Figure. Why would it have? Mm. It? So, so your point is that the only way that the Chinese government could ever clamp down on the press is if they use a law that connects to the actual publishing of something. You don't think that they could use another law to get someone? No, hang on. Are we talking about the Hong Kong legal system or the China one? There's Both. A difference. Take a There's a difference. But either okay. of them. Okay, I like the Hong Kong legal system. I'm not a fan of the Chinese one. And he was arrested in Hong Kong under Hong Kong laws so by you, Hong Kong so people. F- so for your, your... Now, you say it's all spurious charges. That's an opinion, right? Yeah. Right, well, a lot opinion, of stuff is sure. being boiled down to opinion. When there's <laughs> a pretty consistent theme of events that's that's rolling out. Are, are you not concerned what may happen for the Hong Kong judiciary with as it becomes, you know, absorbed into the mainland? Of course, of course. But like, for th- you know, people say to me, oh, well, you have press freedom now, but you might not tomorrow. They've been saying that to me for 30 years now. <laughs> and like, it's... I now see that there's no value in saying that. that well, it might be terrible tomorrow. It's, there's no value in that. They have been saying that to you for 30 years, and don't you think you're always just just by the line, so you're you're never in trouble? I, I, well, I, sort, of do, I sort of feel like we didn't, so many off, times, I th- we didn't cap off on the Tiananmen Square thing, though. I, I, I didn't feel like I understood what, the, what your takeaway was from identifying that there was a myth. People died on that night... And it's not ideal to, to ignore the main mass of people who died and their concerns and their families and instead attribute everything to a relatively small group of people uh, who were killed in a different place at a different moment uh, in a different part of the city. Okay. But truth matters. Mm. Truth but matters, but... Also, this sounds like you're kind of stuck on semantics of where it happened, and we're if it labeling had been more people. Would exactly. it have been different? 
for you? We're labeling the killing of a bunch of people, let's say in Kowloon, and we're like, oh, we're calling the uh, killing of Kowloon people the, the central lo- killing people. I think the location doesn't matter. The location doesn't matter, right? Yeah, that's that's my that, point. Right? Does the location really I mean, matter was to it, you that much? Was it in? It, no, the people, the people. Like, who remembers the? You know, I go to the Tiananmen Square memorial mm. every june the 4th do, do you ever worry about that now with the nsl yeah uh you do worry about that now oh. with with the attending a menor- with the with the national security law are mm. you concerned about oh. memorializing no i'm a serious question i'm yeah, not yeah. saying this to be yeah. provocative yeah yeah you know i don't like hypothetical questions because i because there's too many good facts we can talk do about do you think that the nsl could affect any of your work uh, yeah, oh, sure. I don't like chi- I don't like Chinese flavored laws, mm. um, but um, but but Tiananmen Square, right? I go to that protest every year and have done for thirty years. Uh, why to light a candle for the main people who died? Sure, because nobody else does. Nobody lights a candle for the main people who died, which was the workers' groups, or the second main Students. people who died, which were the soldiers. They remember only the third group. Wait, the soldiers died. Yes, the soldiers died first. So the workers' group attached, attacked a group of buses, busing soldiers in. They were, the soldiers were unarmed. They burned the buses. They strung up the, uh, the, the... I mean, there's some horrible pictures of people being strung up, the soldiers. They died first. Then, the sure. sol- then another group of soldiers arrived in buses, and they were f- saw what had happened, and they attacked the workers' Uh, parties yeah but i'm sorry but if you put on a military outfit and go to attack a group of people and you get killed you you jumped into the line they weren't no no, they weren't (laughs) they weren't going to attack they were going to Uh, control no they were going to ask the students to leave peacefully which the students had agreed to do and probably the the student union leaders agreed to do that why would anyone trust when you send in the military because they were their cousins they were their cousins uh, and they marched out and there's a video when you you say cousins I'm, i'm assuming you mean yeah, like they they're countrymen, they fellow they, countrymen. You yeah. think they're their cousins? They don't think they're their cousins. No, but you can. There's a video of the students marching out of the southwest corner. When, you know what? I don't like videos. When you when you're protesting, <laughs> when you're protesting year or in your years of protesting, when you're looking at the police, yeah. trying to crush your protest, do you look at them as your cousins, as your fellow countrymen? Yeah. yeah when someone's firing tear gas at you, it's hard to think. You know, I got to be honest with you. I don't like most of my cousins. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, My yeah. parents are cousins. They don't mm. like each other. So. You shouldn't tell people that. Dude. That's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely fine. illegal. Yeah. The Hong Kong it's judiciary. not illegal in Egypt. Mm. Hong Kong judiciary wouldn't allow that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the last thing, because we're running way over yeah, time. I really appreciate you giving us all this time. <laughs> the one other issue that I, that I in, in researching this, noticed that you had commented on was the, the Uyghur issue in China. And, and I'm curious <laughs> as to how... Big issues. Well, no, they're not because they are all connected. They're, they're big issues, no doubt. They're all but connected to evil China. Yep, yeah. I agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it, is it, it's curious to me that you're looked at Tiananmen Square and said this isn't as bad as people said it was. You've looked at priests. Why did you say that? You did. You said there was less people that died. It wasn't. It was a less meaningful location and that soldiers weren't celebrated it, for their... Yeah, I, I think the people the who died are not being d- remembered. Right. Yeah, but, but that's, that's a very diluting, diluting re- rhetorical way of right. saying that you feel sorry for the people that, that perpetrated most of the deaths. No, of the soldiers. Not. The soldiers. No. Uh, no. Does this, let's get let's get to the, the Uyghur thing because I just wanted you to understand okay. the connection right, there. Yeah, yeah. 
so you also feel that the we what is your view on the way that the Uyghur issue is being perceived in the Western media? Yeah, I've been campaigning for Uyghur rights for twenty years. It was a theme of a book I wrote in two thousand and three or something. That's I right. wove it Interesting. in. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so it's something you're fan. well more informed than we are on it. And then I don't want to come at it for, for, I don't want to come at you like we know yeah. as much as you yeah. do about. Yeah, I've been but following I, it for twenty years. Don't, but right. I would love to yeah. know. Mm-hmm how this fits into you because because it correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like you're you've made an assessment of china and how they're operating and you're not happy with all of it but you've seen the nuance to various massive issues that people because whether you see it as significant or not there are other people myself included who view the uyghur violation as enough for me to no longer trust the people perpetrating that Uh crime Mm -hmm. And where am I wrong, and, and how do you think the yeah, media yeah. has perceived that incorrectly? Okay, well, the, the, the Chinese version of the Uyghur story, everybody's happy, happy, yeah. right, is, yeah. is clearly wrong. Yeah, right. okay. Right. The, the American version of the story, uh, mm. concentration camps, every dying, millions locked up, mm. is clearly wrong. Is it clearly wrong? Well, no, no, that's I mean, my, per- opinion. Yeah, it's my yeah. opinion. It's my opinion. I personally okay. know people that are there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so my opinion mm. is yeah. that uh, is that both extremes. The truth uh, is somewhere in the uh, middle. Are, are wrong, and uh, I think it's being uh, it's being manipulated to to, f- to for people to believe the concentration camp story. But the thing is, I know we. I've been to China. I've not been to Xinjiang, but I've been. I've met Uyghurs in China. Should be mm. careful out there. They're very <laughs> they're very smart people. If there's a concentration camp down the road. They would notice. They're, they're not. Wait, is you, are, are you mm. suggesting that the Uyghurs don't know the camps are there? Because that's not no, right. It, the thing is that, you know, you know, the French re-education camps, right? Or the, or the British re-education program, right? It's based on those, right? And <laughs> it's not a great thing. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, well, it's, it's also ba- not a no, reasonable no, comparison. No, just, <laughs> okay. Uh, d- did you approve of the French re-education camp? I don't know anything about the French re-education yeah. camps. I don't either, but I wouldn't <laughs> approve of it if it's the same yeah. like the Chinese one. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- th- <laughs> let's Let's... To, to nip <laughs> that in the bud, let's say if it's the same, then no, I exactly. also don't. Exactly, it doesn't matter which <laughs> Not that country. Me approving matters, but I yeah. am. But I, I want to know where did I get it wrong? Where did I understand yeah. this wrong? Yeah. So, um, so, um, you know, I come from a Muslim household, mm. and I don't really approve of the sort of very stern re-education processes that many countries do. And I don't approve of the um, locking up of uh, Muslims like European and Chinese governments do on a preemptive basis, right? So I don't approve of that. But I approve much less of the the U.S. alternative, which is to invade their own country and kill a million Muslims. That's far, far worse. Is that the choice that China faced? Again, China already... It was already China. There was... China didn't need... In fact... Yeah. It's pretty open, openly recognized that China's invasion strategy isn't tanks. It's to, you know, provide ta- tax incentives and other things to the, to increase the percentage population of Han ethnically Han people in an area. Except there are more Tibetans now than Han, and the Tibetans certainly are in camps. Right. And in <laughs> Xinjiang, there are more. Uh, 500,000 Tibetans in, in camps as registered. You really moment. believe everything <laughs> you read, don't you? Do you? Do, is that number wrong? And, and why is it wrong? 
I can put in touch with a friend of mine. She's got back from Tibet. But uh, anyway, um, is she Tibetan? What about the genocide? Tibetan genocide. Okay, the Tibetan genocide was well, the promoted genocide. in the media for years, and it turned out to be completely false. Yeah. And what's happening now? Oh, there's a genocide. Uyghur genocide. And what's happened? We found that the, the Uyghur population is growing faster than the Han population. Actually, that's not true. The Uyghur population is dramatically is reducing. Yeah. If you believe Adrian Zenz, right? I'm, Who I'm pays so, Adrian I mean, Zenz? Well, I, can I tell you something? I, I kind of believe can my own friends, actually, Can I tell you something, I tell you something that I know yeah. as a fact? Yeah. yeah. Is that there are Uyghurs that are forced to report to public hospitals all over China to prove these are married people that they are not pregnant because they are controlling the birth rate of the Uyghur population. This and is you cannot say that is not true. You, you, you can say whatever you like. You can have, <laughs> hold whatever opinion you want, but it is a fact yeah, that yeah. that is true. Yeah. And the mm. numbers are dwindling. This is actually. <laughs> and I don't know. And, about and, I would, and if there is a number that is in opposition to that, you know, mm. not not necessarily generated by the people committing the crime, I'd love to hear it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, you're, you're very much at one extreme, and I know the Chinese a, versions an have another extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Genos- I mean, genocide is a pretty extreme. Well, if extreme. it's systematic, I'm in the middle. What okay. is a genocide? When, what, when would this become a genocide? What What does it lack to be a genocide? Mm. Yeah. The thing is, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I was fooled by the Tibetan genocide, and I'm not going to be fooled again. Okay. What it, that was disproved conclusively by multiple sources, and yes. So, so do you think that that the camps? Well, you, but do you think the camps are real, right? I but they're not that, that bad. Is what no, you're saying? No, I think they're a re-education. I think. Let me put it this way: multiple countries are doing have done re-education processes yeah, to Genocide is to in a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> re-education. <laughs> doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people are dealing with uh, Muslim radicalists in different ways. Well, and it's hard to say that two million Uyghurs yeah, are no one Muslim is ra- radicalists, though. In, That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, now, now you're saying there are two million in the concentration camps. Is well, China publishes similar numbers for how many people have, not n- now at one time, Yeah. But have been have re-educated. Been China, China's yeah. not disputing those numbers. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They say the camps aren't that bad, but they're not disputing the number of people that have been in there with right, that, at that right. level. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if you're? What if? And, and we should wrap it up. And, and I, yeah. I, I really appreciate your patience and your time. You know, with us talking through your ideas. But I guess my last question is: What? What if you're wrong? You know, what if the people? What if the people of Hong Kong aren't so okay with it? What if? What if this situation in Xinjiang is worse than your estimation? What happens then, you know, for you? you know, Does, do you still think it's okay what's happening? You know, you've got to be flexible and go with the evidence, right? And mm-hmm. that means being a little healthy skepticism about what the mainstream media is telling you. That means talking to people. That means uh, instead of just going with Reuters, uh, instead of the mainstream media... I mean, I, I, I just don't have another poll that I can read out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but, okay, but okay, like, uh, which are the biggest news websites? They're all from the West. Uh, which are the three uh, news agencies that's used all over the world? They're all from the West, right? Well, Reuters, I mean, AFP and AP. So the West, I mean, it's like not so here. International <laughs> media is, right. is the Western media. Everything that China is not the biggest at will be the biggest by somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm saying is a little healthy scouticism is good, and yeah. and a little flexibility to learn and listen is good. 
Okay, so uh, my my views have changed as I talk to more Chinese people, uh, more Hong Kong people. Um, I've realized that some of my views were very, very shallow indeed. Is there anything specifically that comes to mind when you think that? Oh, boy, yes. Oh, <laughs> really? Gosh. Uh, Is that a, I, be, yeah, I just mean yeah. like general points of, uh, of, of where you felt like you'd gotten um, it wrong. Um, let me think of a... Uh, an example. Okay, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, yeah, yeah. but no, no, it needs a nice, neat example. Uh, okay, there was a, there was a, um, uh, a scare where, um, where uh, uh, people, Hong Kong people, were traveling right to India, and um, they wouldn't drink the water uh, because they thought, oh, well, you know, dirty, mm. dirty, dirty. And one woman I know took a whole suitcase of Perrier to India uh, and lived on that. When she got back. Um, there was a news item that Perrier had been contaminated. <laughs> you know, these things happen all the time. That's funny. You know, so a little oh, I didn't bit mean of just generally long in life. I mean, generally, yeah. I meant wrong about China. What, what was oh, it yeah. in talking to the Chinese people, yeah. as you say, mm. that made you realize you had some point wrong? What did you yeah. have wrong? Uh, I mean, one moment, for example, a specific moment was I was standing outside looking at the protest and they were handing out all these placards mm. and all the placards said, defend our constitution. Yeah. Right? And the older ones among us just looked at that and said, okay, this is fake, right? Hong Kong has no constitution. Has uh, right? any constitution. Yeah, uh, which everybody hates. Right. right. No protester movement mm. would print a thousand things saying defend our constitution and no real protesters would then march through the city right. holding yeah. defend our constitution. But I don't understand. So your point so was that you spoke to old people and they made you realize that that sign was created made, by... Well, now that was one incident where I thought, oh, this is you really guys are right, yeah. we're wrong. Right, yeah. You're right, we're wrong. Yeah. So someone in yeah. your camp pointed out to you how ridiculous yeah. this is and you agreed that, and all thought, right, we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're wrong. We, me we media just haven't noticed this. And there were, there were a thousand little incidents like that. I thought, okay, this is not what we think it is. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was just one incident, but there were so many. There was, there was the Trump 2020 banner that just annoyed everybody so much. Yeah, the support yeah, of the that Trump was, that was like ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. There were just so many of those. And I just thought, I'm wrong here. And yeah. I had to revise my views. Yeah. Um, I reared dramatically over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's been great. And I, and I really appreciate you giving Thanks up your time. Thanks for your patience. Congratulations yeah. on your new book, the, uh, yeah. the Other Side of the Story. It's available. Where can people find your book? Well, uh, I mean, it, it's supposed to be stocked in Bookazine, but I, I think it may have already sold out. So hmm. grab a copy if you see one. Uh, well, congrats. Yeah. yeah, yeah congratulations, uh, Nuri. Yeah. Okay. And hey, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I really hope I'm wrong. <laughs>